I can't believe we have to sit through this again, Jenna. Marcy leaned over, poking me in the arm as she whispered in my ear. Each time we get a new account manager, we get a new strategy and a new presentation. Shh. This one's paying attention. Not like old Mr. Burton. You could at least sleep through his presentations. This one. This one. I looked up at the man standing at the front of the conference room, at him pointing at the numbers on the screen behind him. David Sechrist was young, really young, to be an account manager. Too young. There had to be some skeleton in his closet, a family member somewhere in the corporation, a man or a woman, who'd given him a helping hand so he could walk over someone else, or uh, helping something else along the way. No one got to this point on just sheer ambition and smarts. So with this new campaign, we'll be putting in some late hours. I'm sure we will. I know I'd like to put in some long hours and have him put in something. Marcy poked me again. Her words were tinged with laughter, and I knew if she kept this up, she'd lose control altogether. When it came to men, since her divorce, she was hopeless. I couldn't really blame her. Her ex had been a real prick. When she dumped him in his abusive ways, she'd discovered that even though he'd told her for years she was a fat, dumpy bitch, she was, in fact, a curvy, beautiful woman. The door slamming as he'd left her had awakened her inner slut. It occurred to me the room had gone silent. I looked up to see Mr. Seacrest in his corporate suit and tie staring right at me. Somehow I'd lost track of where I was. I looked down, tried to will him into looking somewhere else. Is there something you'd like to add, Miss Carter? Oh, shit. I looked up, found he was still looking directly at me. I cleared my throat. Well, it's just... It's just that my friend thinks you're sexy and I tend to agree. No. There's a number that's off in your projections. A murmur ran through the group, the sound of sharks circling the lone swimmer. I was out there on my own. No one at my lowly level, assistant, questioned senior account managers. No one, even if I knew more than him. But he had a mistake in his presentation, and I decided maybe it was time someone took on one of those wet-behind-the-ears, know-it-all kids and let them know that even though I was old enough to be his mom, I knew more than he did, at least in this case. Would you care to give us your interpretation then, point out my mistake? The emphasis was on me, and I knew I'd gone too far, but it was too late. Oh, sure. I stood up, my knees just a little weak, as I walked up to the front of the room. From the back, where Marcy and I had been, so I thought, safely hidden in the dark. Mr. Seacrest had looked like any tall, dark, and vaguely handsome man, but up close I got to see the deep blue eyes, the straight nose, the full lips. How his dark hair, carefully combed, still managed to look a bit unruly. Miss Carter? Right. I turned to the screen. It was warm up here under the big overhead light. From here the numbers looked huge, but I found what I was looking for, pointed, and started to explain. It wasn't complicated, just a matter of... When I was finished explaining, the room was silent. I turned back to Mr. Seacrest, expecting a frown, a disapproving look. But he was smiling, a nice smile, not a condescending one. 
Thank you, Miss Carter. I appreciate your attention to detail. You can return to your seat. But if you'll stay after... He winked. I swear, he winked at me. What the hell? Marcy was practically vibrating with suppressed laughter. I sat down beside her and she grabbed my arm, leaning close to me. What does he smell like? You were close enough to touch him. Stop it, I'm under the microscope already, leave me alone. She sat back, but I could hear her beside me, giggling under her breath. I tried to pay attention, tried to focus on the rest of the presentation, but her question rattled around in my head. What did he smell like? I did know the answer.